Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys! Hey guys! Welcome back to the pod. We're so happy you guys are here. Virtually again. I feel Honestly, like the, it's kind of fun. Yeah, and I feel like the audio is a lot better let us know what you think but I feel like it sounds just way better we were recording in person um with one mic so I think this is a great way to do it but yeah welcome back to the pod so happy to be recording again um it's Sunday right now and we're oh oh yeah this will be up tomorrow and we'll be in Hawaii. <laughs> yes, we'll be on our flight when you're listening to this. Yes, we're so excited, so especially if you have been listening to our episodes and heard our story time with the Dominican Republic um, incident, flying fiasco, whatever you want to call it. That was so devastating that we didn't actually get to travel. So we're really excited about this. I know I have to re-go through like my suitcase and my outfits because obviously we had so much planned for that and yeah. I like saved all my outfits so I need to figure out like what I want to take from that batch of stuff that I have plus like anything else I've accumulated since then that I really want to yeah. style and bring so I'm like okay how many bikinis am I gonna wear a day like how many oh I started packing today? just now and I just like I never feel like I have enough and that's when you go into um what's it called when you're like your um suitcase is overweight and I'm like okay I me enough every enough. single time how yeah, much Alyssa's was mine overweight always, mine was five pounds yours, overweight yeah and so. it's funny because it's like we're literally bringing swimsuits like I imagine know. us at New York Fashion Week okay I okay. Know. okay so let's dive in this week what influenced you what's really catching your eye these days Okay, um, we were talking about this a bit before we started recording, and I feel like this is kind of a boring answer, but in the spirit of traveling somewhere tropical um, tomorrow, and I guess I'll just also mention this too, booking my wedding venue this past weekend, which is also beachy. I was going to say like just everything beachy is inspiring me like I feel like I have the color scheme I want for my wedding now and I'm just like doing all this Pinterest stuff with it um so that side of the beachiness (laughs) and then also obviously like coconut girl beachy vibes when we go to Hawaii I feel like you're finally gonna be able to like live I know after planning for so long I like got my little y2k nails done and I'm just like so excited because I also think This is like the last big bang of the summer, you know, like it's literally August and then next month it's we're going right into fall with New York Fashion Week. I feel like that's really like the start of fall. So this is like the last big bang, which is crazy. I just can't even believe that summer is technically almost over. I mean, not for us in California, but technically. I know. I know. But yeah, that's me. What about you? I feel like for me, speaking of New York Fashion Week, I've kind of been peeking into fall fashion recently and kind of I feel like something inside of me is like ready for fall and this has never happened before because I'm always like summer forever, like endless summer, whatever. (laughs) 
but I feel like after we get all the Hawaii content in, like, I think I'm going to be satisfied with summer because I feel like people, like everyone else in the country, I guess, is like rushing into fall or it's just fall for them. And like, I feel like I want to kind of try that this year and kind of start fall with New York Fashion Week. So like once New York Fashion Week hits to continue like the fall fashion and trends like on my feed and not really go back to summer I don't know or like maybe do a mix or like did last year did we do I think we did summer till like October yeah I mean I guess that's because like because it stays so warm here so hot September and October are like the hottest months so it's kind of hard so it'll it'll definitely be tricky like all of our beach sunsets and everything so we'll see how it works but yeah I, like, can't even imagine, like, planning out fall content right now. Like, I'm just... See, I'm kind of excited. I'm, like, I have this, like, this, like, feeling inside of me where I'm so ready for, like, neutrals (laughs) and, like, blazers and boots. Yeah. Even if it's paired with, like, shorts, you know, to kind of make that transition. I'm just, like, ready for my blazers and my jackets and my my neutral walls again I know I just feel like the color this summer really exhausted me it's really exhausting you honestly did like dive in yeah past your comfort zone yeah Alyssa loves her neutrals ready to go back to neutral and just like thrive so that's me kind of fall and just kind of like been like trying to like save inspo for New York Fashion Week because I was just trying to yeah. think of like what we wore last time. And although it was cute, I just wouldn't it, wear that all again. The, no, like. <laughs> it but is then so I'm like, what am I gonna wear? Because I want to wear something cool. Because remember when you like come out of the shows and like there's all those photographers and they're like, hey, like can I take a picture yeah. of your outfit? And you're like, yeah. So you want to like have something cool, but I'm like, but I also just like I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we'll figure it out. I feel like it was kind of a transition. I remember a lot of people wore like pastel like jumpsuits or not jumpsuits, like blazers and suits. Like yeah. it was very like a pastel fall yeah. vibe. Like, like I did wear a like a monochrome fall. kind of blazer yeah. short set outfit and that was really cute. I really liked that. But I'm like, is that going to be enough? Do I need to like go bigger? Know. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's that could be another topic for a different podcast where we yeah, dive into we'll that. Definitely do a New York Fashion Week one, maybe like next week or the week yeah. after that. Coming up um, soon. Just because there's so much we could say. Maybe we could do a little series. I don't. Ooh. Yeah, maybe we could do like a series, like a mini series, like a 30 minute episode. Yeah. One week and then another one. That would be good. I like just that. brainstorming okay. over here. Cool. Okay. Yay. So those are our influences this week nothing too crazy yeah I feel, I feel like, like there's not a lot going good. on I mean a huge contrast between us but some good ones yeah okay so I guess we can dive in so this week's episode I feel like has some tea in it <laughs> and I feel like True. we've both had just some crazy but like not crazy experiences that we want to share so it's just all about like should I hire a manager and like what the pros and cons are of working with a management team and I feel like I can say both of us are still kind of waiting on that dream team to come through oh totally. and until then we're not settling yeah I (laughs) 100% agree with you I feel like everyone kind of has everyone kind of lives and learns unless you're really really lucky like I listened to Danielle Bernstein's um, like audiobook and she 
had an amazing manager like right from the start so that's like really lucky I feel like that's really lucky though so yeah you live and you learn but um I feel like having a manager is not I don't want to say a buzzword but like kind of like you hear that a lot in the industry and it sounds so cool like I always thought it sounded so like that's when you've made it yeah yeah and I feel yeah. like there's, like, that stigma, like, you're right. Like, it's, like, okay, like, once I have a manager, like, I'm good. But I feel like that's just really not the case anymore. And you do uh-huh. hear, like, a lot of bigger um, girls who do have those larger followings, like, say they don't have a management team and they still do it by themselves. And, you know, I was, like, honestly, that's inspiring it because yeah. it it – helps people like who don't have management feel like they don't need it to be successful and I think it's just a good Mm -hmm. reminder yeah I remember like we had some experiences last year and just getting that initial email was so exciting I remember I was like wow someone wants to represent me like this is going to change my whole career and spoiler alert it did not but it was a great great learning experience and we'll dive in to it more but we have like some points we want to go over and I know yeah some of you are newer um to the industry and don't really know what we're talking about so we're going to kind of cover the basics yeah so I feel like really quickly man- really yeah. quickly just to like if you're going to take anything away from this episode it's that you don't need a manager to be successful And I feel like everything that we're going to talk about in this episode is, like, related to that and the pressures of wanting it. But just know, and I feel like I have to remind myself sometimes, like, you're doing really great. You know, you are working really hard towards your goals and, like, you're going to be your biggest advocate. And so until, like, literally the right partnership comes along that you feel is really good, don't settle. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, a man- and we're both, not saying we both don't learned. Yeah. We have both learned. Um, we're not saying like you shouldn't get a manager, but if you find a management team that compliments you and the work that you're doing and makes you more money, you know, you you'll guys know are when like it's on right. the same page with everything. Yeah, like make sure you great. ask a bunch of questions, but we'll get into all that. But I just want to say like, if you take one yeah. thing away for it, this podcast isn't about like, Oh, how to go get a manager, how to do this. Like why right. do you need a manager? Like this is just kind of like our thoughts on it and pros and cons to kind of to help you guys navigate the space if it is something you're interested in and if you're not interested in it it's just like good things to kind of know what's happening out there and how like some girls you'll see a bunch of girls get the same deals and like why that's happening so a lot of that will explain why too so I feel like even though or I just feel like this episode is good for like a lot of people even if you're not specifically looking for a manager if that makes sense agreed agreed well said okay go ahead take it away Okay, so what is management team and how does it work? Um, Like we just said, sometimes if you're not super familiar, um, if you are like listening to someone's story or whatever and they mention like, oh, my team or my manager, that type of thing, that's what they're usually referring to. Usually it's an agency. Um, Maybe sometimes there's like single people who manage girls, but typically I'd say it is an an agency that will sign influencers on to their agency and they have a network of brands that they will pitch their influencers to if that makes sense right so they already they already have relationships with these brands Mm -hmm. and these brands come to them for 
their agency work and then they have the roster of influencers who they will then pitch to the brand sometimes right and then the brand will get to pick like which influencers on that roster they want to work with and then the whole like rates and negotiation thing kind of starts taking place Mm -hmm. um but that's kind of how the relationship goes and that really takes out the pitching aspect i guess for the influencer Yeah, so it's definitely a way way to save you time. And these agencies obviously have a huge network of brands. Maybe they worked in PR before and started their own agency or whatever it may be. But that's really why it's beneficial in a sense. But um, how it works is you will give them 20% of the rate that you get from a brand deal so like you give them 20% of your brand collabs and that's pretty much how they get paid that's the industry standard I've heard of some agencies taking 15% instead of 20 but I think that's pretty rare I would say it's mainly 20% right so for example if the um, agency gets you a brand deal for a thousand dollars once you're done with it they will take their 20% cut and then mm-hmm. you'll get $800 and the right. agency will take $200. Sometimes I heard I've heard of agencies like adding the fee on top of your rate. That's I think ideal. that's pretty rare and that's definitely ideal. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that happens too much. So yeah, you just kind of have to plan on that 20% cut, but also they're potentially getting you more money or like a higher rate than you would have typically maybe asked or pitched yourself. So I feel like sometimes it evens out for sure. Yeah. So you're not like getting chances for sure. Yeah. You'll know, you know, that's kind of when you'll know what the vibe is with this agency, if they're actually beneficial or not. Um, But going back to the whole whether they add 20% onto your rate or take it away, that also kind of feeds into the different types of management. So there's exclusive management or non-exclusive management. I would say exclusive management is definitely more common. Um, And that's when you pretty much sign on a year with an agency or maybe like six months um, working with them, giving them, well, guaranteeing them 20% of the brand collabs that you do take on, whether they get it for you or you get it for yourself, which is kind of crazy um because if you think about it it has to definitely be like a pretty even split like that you would want it to be an even split but yeah more so on their side I would say yeah because Um, they're making money off of you essentially so it's like they want to make sure you're bringing in stuff for them to make money but Mm -hmm. that they're also obviously bringing in enough for you for it to be worth it that you wouldn't have been able to get on your own because you are giving them that cut yeah So that's exclusive management. And then non-exclusive management is when you don't sign on any type of exclusivity with the agency that's getting you these brand deals. That's ideal. It's not really a huge thing right now. I would say mainly it's exclusive. I think it's happened to me one time. Yeah, like one time I've seen it. And obviously you would want to do that because they, for non-exclusive, they usually pitch 20% more so they can just take it from um the rate that they are pitching and like obviously the benefit of that is like whatever you're bringing in yourself you don't have to give them a cut of they only take the cut of what they bring you Mm -hmm. but again that's like very very rare and like not a common thing and I feel like that kind of doesn't really build the relationship like you'd essentially want 
mm-hmm. a team to do for you. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it's personal preference and what you want for your business, but I definitely think like more and more agencies are, you know, popping up. Like you said earlier, like starting like people who used to work for big PR companies are Mm -hmm. starting to start their own PR because they've personally built a lot of relationships. So I feel like there is a lot of opportunity out there. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I just it's really cool. It's a cool idea, like, honestly, because they're giving you access to a broader network that you wouldn't have had access to to start with. Yeah. So that's obviously a huge plus with, um, and obviously that's a pro. We have, like, a list of pros and cons, but that's, like, a huge plus of um, taking on management. Yeah, I feel like we can kind of share some of our personal stories and kind of what we've been through just so people kind of know. Because like we said, like when you get that email, you're so excited and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, but then you You really need to make sure you're like gonna you're taking a step back and saying like is this gonna be beneficial for me like is this gonna work out and the first one that I signed with we both signed with the same one I signed like a little after Danielle I did a trial contract which I think is really good I would definitely prefer a trial before signing a full one-year contract just to make sure that it's a good fit that they're able to bring you in deals and like not just look good the first month and then not bring you anything else like that way you Mm -hmm. get a really good feel for it and if you need it but it was honestly kind of a weird timing situation like they brought me on literally the week the pandemic hit it was so weird and then like obviously I feel like a lot of things and brand deals kind of stopped for that time And I was still kind of pitching myself, but like they weren't really bringing anything to me and I really wasn't bringing anything of substance either, but I was trying to be like very engaged. I like went to all the seminars. I did the Mm -hmm. one-on-one calls. Like I feel like I tried to do everything I could and they ended up dropping me, I guess. I guess it was kind of mutual because it wasn't going well, but you know, they initiated the call that they like didn't think it was a good fit or it wasn't really working out. And I was just like a little frustrated with it because like I was seeing girls like with this agency get these brand deals and I was like, I could totally do that. Like, why am I not getting that? Like, so it's like, are they not pitching me or is the brand Mm -hmm. not picking me? Like, I just didn't feel, I felt like I was doing a lot of the work and I didn't feel like I was being prioritized in a way and it was really frustrating and then when they dropped me I was like really sad because I just felt like I didn't even get a chance you Mm -hmm. know what I mean but at the end of the day obviously it just wasn't a good fit and I think the girls that they work with are more like curated and like like very like product focused like you know those Mm -hmm. photos that girls post literally with like them sitting at their kitchen table with the bottle of syrup literally in the middle of the photo like eating a pancake you know what I mean and like we just just like I just don't post that kind of stuff which is fine but I just think the fashion industry really took a hit with um COVID and everything and so when that did happen like it was just bad timing and obviously like the brands weren't a good match I guess but right I don't know so that was my first experience So it was a really good learning experience just to like learn how to like pass off the email, kind of how to see how they word things. But also like I didn't feel like I personally was being fought for. 
and that's yeah. not a feeling that I like because I'm one of those people as a Capricorn I like to be in control and I feel like if I'm gonna give up my inbox to someone or I'm gonna pass something along then I want to know that that person is fighting for me as hard as that I would be fighting for me yeah so no, it was a good learning experience for sure but yeah definitely moved on from that but yeah yeah you tell your story okay yeah so I kind of had a similar experience with like the timeline and everything I signed on I got that email and I was like so excited because I was like wow like someone wants to be on my team like and you know they see a lot of potential in me um and I think I was like I think I was at maybe wait when was this oh it was last year oh I okay I think I like just hit 50k so got the email was super excited I was just all also just really excited about hitting 50k I thought this was like a huge turning point which I wouldn't say it wasn't yeah so took them on signed on with them um did you do a trial or you just went full in um I can't remember okay actually I don't think I did a trial I don't think you did either I think you kind of went full in but that also you were working full-time so it really oh, made yeah, that's sense good to know. because you yeah. were busy and if you are doing right. a full on nine to five, like it's very helpful to have someone kind of doing all the nitty gritty work so that yeah, obviously on the weekends you can create so content. Ideal. I totally forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, yeah. I was working a nine to five and I honestly was feeling pretty overwhelmed. I was feeling like I wasn't hitting my full potential with reaching out to brands and I was literally, I literally had my she styled what email on like the back of my work gotta do what you gotta do anyway so I was really excited to have a management team like help me with that and it honestly it was like it went really well like I really loved working with the specific manager I had she was so cool I feel like we really did vibe um so I really was loving it and then the the pandemic hit and that's where things kind of went downhill obviously and who knows I kind of wonder what it would have been like if the pandemic didn't hit obviously because but I think everything happens for a reason so I don't like think about that too much but yeah it was pretty unfortunate because I remember I did get like a few brand collabs like great brand collabs I was really excited for for Coachella and then they got canceled because Coachella wasn't happening anymore so kind of felt like things were slowing down obviously like brands weren't handing out money as much like there weren't many yeah because no one knew what was happening no one everything was just up in the air yeah yeah so the fashion industry obviously took a hit and what was happening was the product companies were the ones doing campaigns still I feel like and fashion companies were not so my time with this management company kind of came to an end because they wanted me to kind of go more toward the product and curated styled yeah they like wanted you to like or change I mean yeah they kind of were like hinting at more I mean I think like in their heads it was like oh it would be better if you could like establish yourself as a more well-rounded person which I understand but that wasn't like what I was trying to go for so and we ended up like mutually ending it um which was fine that was my one and only management experience and I feel like I you learned, did honestly, get like one of your highest rates oh yeah you're right I did end up getting 
one like of my they pitched highest... you for really high rates that yeah. I feel like you would have never pitched yourself and I feel like it helped you see like what you could potentially be charging which was cool yeah okay I forgot to mention that too wow thanks for reminding me too <laughs> um that was a huge plus of that relationship I did land this one collab that has been my favorite ever since like it was so cool it was kind of like a longer term collab and it was the highest um paying collaboration I've ever gotten I would have never charged myself that or charged my rate at that rate you know so it was they would charge very very high higher than I ever would just on like single collaboration so it really opened my eyes to what kind of money is out there in the industry and what type of you know what people are getting paid so it was a really great experience in that sense and I feel like it opened my eyes a lot but I feel like Alyssa and I are doing this on our own now and I think that we're doing a really great job um we're obviously learning along the way but we're definitely learning as we go and we've learned a lot from these experiences and I think we are very content doing it on our own so well then I had another thing oh yeah that I I wanted to try because I was like oh like I've seen girls posting I've seen them posting with um like really good brands brands that I could see myself working with fashion brands and it was a bunch of creators who are smaller and bigger than me too so I was like oh this could potentially be a good fit um and I did ask a bunch of questions at the beginning because I was hesitant and I feel like there were some red flags that I saw but I was like you know again it was a trial so I was like okay we can do a trial and see what could happen and I don't know if this is a tactic or if it's true or whatever but I feel like when they're trying to sign you they're like oh we have all these brands interested in you like what would you charge for this to make it sound like they like have like so much lined up for you and that if you sign with them they're going to get you all these deals whatever the case and I I don't know communication is huge for me and like I'm like one of those people who I want like a manager who's like very hands-on that we have like maybe a weekly call to just like catch up on everything touch base Mm -hmm. whatever you know what I mean because like I'm like we're both very passionate about this industry and our work in general and I just like want to make sure everyone's like on the same page and I just didn't like feel that way from this agency because they would take a few days to respond to an email and I'm like if I'm passing off a brand collab to you like how long are you taking to respond to it like I like to respond like pretty quickly right away because things sometimes yeah sometimes it's like time sensitive and so I just didn't feel like it was that and then they sent through one collab and it was content creation only and that was literally it and I was just so disappointed because I just thought like I had all these high expectations again and it didn't like follow through at all like I don't I don't know what happened they obviously just picked other people but I don't know it was another like obviously a learning experience but I just when I was asking questions I guess like one of the things to like look out for is that if they ask you what your rates are because I feel like they should they should be yeah they should for your following and engagement they should have an idea of what your rate should be and they should also be pitching you like for way more than you're probably pitching yourself because you're probably under pitching yourself so right that was kind of like a red flag yeah that is a red flag I do I really did like that the agency I was with that one time I was talking about last year 
they like never asked me what my yeah, rate was. Because like, they, they know exactly what they I, should be charging. Yeah, you should be so, charging and they know like what cut they're going to get. And like right. this one was not that way at all. They would like email me a potential campaign and then like ask for my rates and then like that nothing. Really and I would like kind follow up and like just nothing. And I was just like, okay. And it's literally so crazy because the month after I ended the relationship, it was my best month ever. So right. again, it just like goes to show that like, you are really the one fighting for yourself and it kind of just seems like this agency was more of like oh we have brands reaching out to us here's our roster brand pick whatever girls you want to work with not like oh like you know vouching for you in a way if that makes sense yeah I don't know so that was like kind of frustrating when you have these expectations or you think like they can at least meet you at what you've been making on average monthly and they Mm -hmm. don't meet that then you're like obviously this is not mutually beneficial because I'm bringing in more which means I have to give them a cut yeah so like I stopped pitching myself and they didn't bring me anything so it's like okay well I'm not making money then so I'm just supposed to like sit here and like sit back and wait for things to happen and I'm just like not that kind of person right and like when you do sign on management and you're giving away 20% of your income you don't want to be the one pitching yourself actively and then getting everything and they're just giving them 20% of it. I mean, essentially how it is supposed to work is you you are supposed to, I mean, they're supposed to pitch you too, but when you but do you're like inbox pitch yourself. But your inbox is supposed to be like getting emails so that you can pass that email off to them. Yeah. And, and that they like counts will as you, pitch you getting the email. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's, yeah. So like essentially when you do pitch yourself on your own and you're getting collabs on your own, you would pass it off to your manager and they would pitch you way higher usually than what you would usually charge because they're more experienced like and I would say brands like tend to accept those rates from agencies and from managers I think um you know I don't know I think it's like some psychological thing like they're everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Willing to accept a higher rate from a manager. Um, I don't know. That's just my theory. But that's how it's supposed to work. So if you are getting these collabs and then they're not responding then that is not beneficial so yeah Yeah, so those are kind of our stories and things we learned and we've kind of listed out just like some red flags that we've seen um Mm -hmm. and some pros and cons and all that so I feel like we can dive into that because I feel like there are people out there who take advantage of influencers who really want to yeah. sign. Like, I've definitely seen some scammy ones where, yeah, like, we've heard some I'll stories. see it in the girls' bios, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's that yeah, yeah, Australian yeah. one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I think that's the – I think it, that's the one that I was talking about that, like, some someone we know – yeah. told us their story and they were actually paying them like a monthly return yeah. or something yeah that's no. a huge red flag and a scam if you are paying an agency or your management team like, like a, a flat monthly fee. retainer yeah. or a flat fee or anything it should only be 20 percent of your earnings so keep that in mind um there's yeah definitely that's some a scammers good out there. thing to know 
Yeah, and definitely if they're taking anything more than 20%, I would yeah. definitely question them as to why or, like, what they plan to bring you. And I get that they can't, like, guarantee anything, but at least have, like, an estimate of just, like, girls who are on their roster who are similar to you and, like, what they're bringing in. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely I probably wouldn't sign anything that's more than 20%. Yeah, I haven't heard of anything more than 20%, but – just noting that 20% is industry standard. Anything below that is honestly great, but anything above is a red flag. Um, And then like Alyssa was just saying, if they are slow to respond, that is already a red flag because that kind of shows you how the communication is going to be in your relationship with them and with working with the brands and having maintaining those relationships with your manager. Obviously, if you are like if you have a great relationship with a brand you have to keep that in mind and like make sure you have a good idea of like how this relationship is going to go passing off your brand contact to your manager because they are going to be in contact typically that is well yeah and like for us I feel like brand relationships are huge and so you want to make sure like your manager is representing you well Mm -hmm. and like I feel like because we've heard the, stories where yeah. like um like you passed off the email and then nothing happened and then the brand will DM you personally and be like, "Hey, like do you still want to oh, work together?" Yeah. and you're like, "Yeah, my manager didn't email you." Yeah, like that is literally um my biggest nightmare because it's like what yeah, if you're, like you're missing out stuff? on money. Yeah, you're you're missing out on money. That's exactly it. So you just want to be very sure and that just goes with you know you need to be very careful about who you are taking on as your management team because these brands will easily drop you like you know if they don't like your manager and they don't like their communication style or whatever it may be like they'll just stop giving you the brand deals there's so many other people in this industry um and that's why it's just so important to have those good relationships and maintain like good communication so definitely a huge red flag is bad communication (laughs) Yeah, and I think like we said earlier, like if they're like telling you to change who you are or your content in general, I just feel like that's not a great fit because obviously you're already doing well on your own. Like you don't need someone to come in and tell you like you need to change things to be successful. I mean, I feel like it does help to be like multifaceted and like be able to do a bunch of different things. But if they're like, oh, well, we just want to pitch you to lifestyle brands or like fitness brands and you're like, but I don't work out like that's yeah like I feel like you'll know where the line is drawn between suggestions and then them telling you that you need to do more workout slash cooking videos you know like something that's just like completely out of your comfort zone just because they want to pitch you to higher paying niches or brands or whatever it may be yeah and then I think just the kind of last red flag we wrote down is you can always um request a roster of girls that they represent and I feel like if they're not open to giving it to you it's kind of a red flag because if you if they give you this roster you can like reach out to those girls and ask for like what their experiences are like Mm -hmm. if they're meeting their financial goals and what it's like and like for the second agency that I did like do a trial with I did that I reached out to a bunch of girls and a lot of the girls like really liked it so I was like okay but I felt like those girls like 
weren't ever really pitching themselves whereas like I am constantly pitching myself so if you go from like nothing to like getting collabs and obviously it looks amazing but if you're already pitching yourself and they aren't meeting you at your like financial goals then it's not going to be beneficial so yeah I I also did that I mean some of these brands also have the roster on their website I feel like that's I love when brands do that or the agencies do that because they're definitely very open about who they are representing. So the one that I signed with last year, um, I went through that entire roster and messaged like upwards of 10 girls, I want to say. I got so many different responses, which was not super helpful because some people were like, oh my God, I loved it so much. And then other girls were like, honestly, like I'm not getting that much from them. I don't really like working with them. So... I kind of was just like, okay, I guess I'll try it out for myself because there's so many different responses, but it's very good. Yeah. Always ask for other people's experiences. That's very yeah, valuable, definitely ask like. as many people as you can. That way you can kind of get a feel for it. That way, if you mm-hmm. notice like some of your personal red flags from people like saying through yeah. their experiences, then you know, it's not going to be a good fit. So, and I yeah. feel like people are super open to telling oh yeah I feel like most like, people, people are like pretty nice and messaging. respond yeah yeah. yeah yeah same 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 like super sweet so don't be afraid to do that yeah so I think they're definitely those are some good red flags to look out for or just to kind of know if you are looking for management and then the next part is going to be why or when do you need one and I feel like the biggest reason that people get it is to save time. So like we were Mm -hmm. saying before, like when you were working your nine to five, it was really helpful because they're obviously pitching you. They're negotiating for you. They're like literally doing all the back end, like paperwork stuff. You just have to like sign the contract and deliver the content. I just forwarded. I legit just forwarded the email. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for reaching out. Like let me loop in my manager so we can discuss more details. Or if it was a brand that I wasn't like super thrilled about, if I didn't think like much was going to come out of it, I would just straight up forward it onto the manager and she would take care of it. So it really was a huge time saver. So that is a huge reason why people do take on management. Also, Honestly, just not everyone likes dealing with the financials and negotiation side of this industry. It can be very intimidating and some people it's just not what they want to spend their time doing. Some people literally just want to create, which obviously in an ideal world, we would just be handed collabs and creating as much as we can and want. Yeah. Um. So if you're someone who just doesn't like dealing with that side of things and maybe is just not super good at negotiating you just don't feel super comfortable talking about money and all that kind of stuff management is like a good way to go there yeah obviously too they have way more experience they know the industry they know Mm -hmm. rates they know what brands will pay so I feel like even like for us like I feel like we're pretty comfortable like negotiating and asking but I feel like they're still gonna ask for more And like they have the confidence for it and the confidence to also just walk away if it's not good. Yeah. Which is like sometimes I feel like hard for us to do. Yeah. So and like they'll be like, hey, like we don't think this is a good opportunity. Do you still want to do it? And like if you want to, they'll let you. But like Mm -hmm. they they give advice, which I think is really helpful, too. And it feels like someone who's actually on your team. And if you're not getting that, like. I feel like there's kind of becoming this difference between like having a manager and management versus Mm -hmm. just being signed with an agency and not having a manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like yeah, I feel like there's I kind of those like, having two different like, one things, specific like, person up, where they like. I don't know, like one, like the manager, like you have weekly calls and touch bases and they like give you advice or what, like ways you can improve your content mm-hmm. or whatever. Like they genuinely care versus just straight up like an agency's like, hey, here's a brand collab. What are your rates? And like you send your rates and then they'll be like, okay, the brand wants to work with you. Here's a contract. Like send yeah. over the content. You know what I mean? Just very like different in terms of relationships. And it's like, I could do that myself essentially. Exactly. Because they could also just be sending. I feel like if you don't have a specific manager per se, like you're just signed to an agency and like they don't assign you one manager who is like in charge of pitching you and all that kind of stuff, like doing your weekly calls, they could just be sending these brands who reach out a roster of their girls and then the brand will pick out who they like and that's it. Like that's a done deal. They're not fighting for you and being like, oh, but this girl, like she would be a super good fit. Like here's her rates. Like I think this could be a really good partnership because her audience is involved with like X, Y, Z, like this would be great. But they're not doing that like if they're just sending the roster over and then, you know, they're then the brand only picks like the highest girls, you know, so that was kind of a tangent. But yeah, no, it makes sense. And it's just like I feel like we've kind of learned from both of our experiences as well and just kind of like obviously talking to each other. And I think that's a huge thing is like if you don't feel like you're getting enough either you know brand deals or money I think it's so important to make sure you talk to other girls in the industry about it and like don't be afraid to compare your rates like with your friends and just kind of be like hey like what would you charge for this or hey um this brand asked me for this this is my rate like do you think that's enough and I just Mm -hmm. think like bringing that openness and transparency to the industry is really just going to help everyone because then brands can't get away with paying people below their rate if that makes sense exactly yeah so I think it takes practice yeah like it's just good to talk to other people about it that's why we like started this community to begin with because when we started no one talked about it um and it was very very difficult to get started in the industry and I feel like now things are pretty different so yeah, I don't think people are like super hush hush about, you know, talking about rates and who they're talking to within brands and all that kind of stuff. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, I feel like this whole management thing, I feel like it can be tricky to navigate, especially because a lot of people don't talk about it. And sometimes you don't really know if someone is with management unless their yeah, email exactly. is like in their bio. And when even you can then, tell. so like even then so like I never had my email in my bio yeah. or my like I because for me I would rather get the email and then pass it off and know like what's in the what? pipeline on my end yeah so, yeah and that's the, the second agency that I did a trial with they wanted their like my specific email for their agency in the bio so then it's mm-hmm. like I would know nothing about what was like right. coming through that's the inbox and then I asked if I could strange. have access to it and they said no because like the login I guess for everyone's email was the same or something so I wouldn't I wasn't able to see like what was going through it if nothing was going through it if there was something going through it and they like weren't that's doing anything a red flag in my Honestly, eyes kind of from the beginning like I would just be like that's because you really don't know like what's coming in and what's not and if they're responding in a timely matter or whatever so yeah I think that's something to look out for yeah so that's just kind of when girls I feel like sign with them or you know when they reach out if if it's a good fit or like when to start looking kind of if these things are happening to you so moving into the pros and cons section I think we'll just start with the pros 
Um, yeah, so pros of management. Um, obviously, we said, like, it gives you more time to actually create content and have less admin admin work. We call yeah. it admin work, like administrative work, back-end stuff. Like emails, you know, contracts, all negotiating, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. yeah. It gives you a lot more time to create, just the content you love, all that type of thing. I wouldn't say it's, like, a huge... <laughs> decrease like you're obviously still gonna be doing some emails if you have things in the works and stuff like that but um I think it takes a lot of the stress out of it yeah definitely and you can definitely um make more money that way too and they Mm -hmm. I feel like they really open your eyes to like what you can and should be charging and like the budgets of brands who are serious about working with creators instead of trying to just get the best deal or see like which creator will like give them the lowest rate and then they'll go with that like it's actually brands who value creators and their work and what the influencer industry is all about so I think that's really cool yeah and I feel like even then it's cool to even just do a trial sometimes because you kind of see what the brands will give you and you can kind of keep that on from when you end your relationship with the agency like I have a I have one that's ongoing I have a collab that's ongoing with this certain company that I got with the agency I was with it's ongoing and it's the same rate but it's a high rate that I wouldn't have been able to get myself I think Um, but because I had this rate for so long with the agency, they're willing to keep going with it, um, which is great for me. So that's also a pro because if you do have these long-term relationships with these brands, they don't end when your agency ends, you know, like you're still going to have that relationship with the brand and the rate that the agency got you. And then you don't have to give 20% away. Yeah. And then you don't have to get 20% away, which is great. Honestly, I feel like doing just a trial with management teams could be a good move as long as it's the right one. And then if you don't like it. So, okay, you sign these contracts. I feel like that's why I did the trial because I was like, you never know what could happen. Maybe it'll be really good. And if like worse comes to worse, I can just walk away and say no. And I actually did ask to end the contract, the trial early. So I ended it after two months because I literally got nothing from them except for that one content creation collab. And I was just like shocked. So I was just like emailed them and said like, hey, like I don't think this is a mutually beneficial like partnership. Like are we able to end the contract? early and like they were fine with it because obviously they weren't bringing me anything I wasn't bringing them anything like it just was not and I felt like I wasn't motivated to like get anything because I was like why would I want to get a collab for myself and have to give them 20% if they're literally not giving me anything yeah so it is nice to know that usually in these cases you sign a contract quote-unquote but you can terminate it early if it's clearly not working out But if it is working out, you wouldn't want to end it, you know? So it's not actually like this hard, strict contract. Like when I signed on, I was like freaking out because I thought it was. But then like when things didn't work out, they were more than willing to meet me and like end the contract early. So yeah. And Um, I just think kind of the last thing under pros is that they like brands are more willing to meet that rate because they... I don't know. I just feel like there's this vibe with managers where it's like there's no BS. Like managers like hardball. They're like this is the rate. Like this is what she's going to take instead of brands. Like 
just taking advantage of like individual influencers so yeah I think that's another pro for sure yeah I think brands think that they can get the influencers to take less but obviously managers won't allow that um and also it's nice just to know that everything's like being handled everything's on track and on time because your manager also knows the timeline and can remind you of things and can ask for the content ahead of time and like make sure that you have these things in your calendar so that was super helpful too and definitely a pro I feel like payment too like you don't have to like be chasing your money yeah yeah they typically like pay the agency in that in my case they paid the agency and then the agency would pay you the like 20 after they took the the cut yeah yeah Yeah. so then you don't have to like worry about that and trying to handle it so Mm -hmm. those are some of the pros I'm sure there's more obviously we haven't had the best of experiences like we're still waiting for our dream teams to come to us Um, yeah we are we're manifesting I'm sure some girls just have like absolutely amazing experiences and they love their management teams and whatever but I just feel like we just haven't found that fit and we've really Mm -hmm. kind of experienced the cons that we're going to share with you and I think it's good to experience both just so you know what's best for your personal business so I think for the for the cons one of the biggest ones is if they just have a huge roster of girls they're representing they're not really like focusing their time specifically on you so like we've said before the brand comes to the agency says hey we want to run this campaign this is our budget like who's on your list and the agency just shows them the roster the brand picks and that's that I mean this is not for every manager I just want to say but you know if you have like not but these are these are like our true experiences and like what we've experienced so yeah I mean yeah I'm sure like we said there's great things out there there. like we hear girls talk about it like all the time like they love their management teams like that's so amazing so we are just waiting for our our opportunity to come through yeah yeah so So. and again I think one of the biggest things for me is knowing that no one will fight harder for you than you and I feel Mm -hmm. like I've really felt that through both agency experiences like I pitch myself I follow up multiple times even if the brand doesn't respond like I really feel like I put myself out there and like same with you and it's like is your agency doing that like do they have time for that like how many girls are they like working with Mm -hmm. like can you imagine like we can barely manage our own inbox and they're managing like what five to ten girls exactly with all the follow-ups like who knows how often they're following up like I feel like we sometimes will get a brand collab after following up like three or four times but you know like who knows if they're doing the the agency's gonna do that because we're no one's gonna fight harder than you are yeah so And you're building your brand that way, so. Yeah, and I just Um, think, like, obviously the agency wants to make money, so it's like, obviously if the brand doesn't pick you, they can just pitch mm -hmm. someone else and fill the spot. And it's just kind of hard to tell because obviously you have no idea what's going on in the background and they're not going to be like, oh, hey, sorry, like so-and-so is like making more, like getting more brands interested than you. So we're going to like pitch her over you. Like obviously they're not going to say that, but I think that's the other hard thing is like you don't have access to all the communication. So like we said, like they might have you just put your email in the bio and then you don't see anything or sometimes you'll just forward the email to the manager, but then they'll... Like, you'll CC the manager, and then the manager will take you out, so you're not seeing 
the negotiation right. or what they're saying and like I feel like for me like I love to be in the know and what's going mm-hmm. on because one I want to like learn the language that they're using and how they're wording it I want to know what rates they're pitching me for but obviously it's kind of like the elephant in the room if like the brand and the, exactly. the manager are like talking about you and you're just like kind of there um yeah but yeah exactly. so I think that's something that I know that I'm gonna have to learn when the time comes is being able to like let go of not having all the right. communication then, but I think yeah. it will be okay if I trust the manager if you find and the know right they person. have my back yeah exactly and then I actually saw this TikTok um recently about this like huge influencer I love her and she like posted this video where she was like crying because things just weren't going her way and she said my management team cut me at the beginning of this month because my numbers weren't great her agency cut her because she wasn't meeting their numbers and this girl has like over 300k like gets great engagement so I just thought that was insane because you would never look at her I know dude and like you would never look at her and be like oh my god like she's not making you know like she's not hitting numbers like her engagement but I feel like like she has great engagement that's what I would personally want to prioritize as well as like relationship based like I get Mm -hmm. it if you have a bad month or two and I get it it is business you do have to be bringing in a certain amount but I'm sure she's absolutely killing it and if she had a couple bad months like that happens to everyone and if you just like get cut because of that that just seems kind of crazy it sounds weird and that's just like obviously a con because these agencies they can cut you whenever like whenever they want like you know so it's it's kind of scary but brands can't ever cut you they can just ghost you and that's fine like they have every right but yeah i just thought that was like insane and like yeah that's like so crazy that it like it even happens to like bigger girls or girls you love or girls you would never expect that to happen to and it does happen then you're just like okay like you know maybe she'll be better off on her own or she'll just hire like a personal manager to manage all those things as opposed to being like with a huge agency yeah because like you can go about it that way too but yeah they can just cut you like because they have obviously numbers to hit and then there's that kind of like pressure you know but I don't know Mm -hmm. that kind of rubs me the wrong way because I feel like like obviously we don't know the story or anything but like you right like obviously everyone has bad months like no one's perfect every month no one hits their like goals every single freaking month and like if you do that's amazing so yeah yeah there's definitely ups and downs to to know that everyone like you know you're not alone if that yeah regardless of like what following count you're at like everyone struggles with the same issues and I feel like in a way I I know this sounds so pessimistic but like I feel like in a way the bigger that you grow the more problems that you have yeah like potentially have to deal with yeah and like there's just bigger pressures more expectations more like Brands expect you to deliver more, to drive more sales, like have better engagement, whatever the case. And so, yeah, I feel like just knowing and seeing like girls that we look up to who don't have management teams, who are doing it on their own is really motivating because, yeah, you just know like you don't have to have a management team to be successful. It obviously helps and it's really cool if you, again, find the right fit, find an amazing team that really works well with you and your style and you really feel like they have your back. Like that's amazing. And I feel like there are definitely agencies and management out there who do that. But just like obviously from our experiences, like I'd rather fight for myself and, you know, do the best that I can at the moment and then just wait for the right team to come through. Yeah, it's like finding a partner, 
you want to have someone who compliments you you don't want to settle it's your business and knows you're the one they're like bringing you on but you're also technically hiring them as a team too so it's like a good way to think about it. they reflect your business and is that like who you want to have representing you is that who you want to be talking to brands for you like these are all questions you have to make sure you ask before you sign and again that's why the trials are so good because then you can kind of get a feel for the person you're working with and if they care like I ideally feel like I have this like vision of what I'd want my manager to be like and I'd kind of like want her to feel like my friend my mentor someone who's like motivating like coaching and just like someone who you can just like text you know what I mean yeah exactly and have like a really good relationship with and like I don't know like cute inside jokes like meet up for lunch like things like that like honestly just like having a friend in the business with you and I think it's out there so and like on your team yeah well today's the day to manifest by the way oh my gosh I know I've been seeing that everywhere August I know I'm gonna like sit down and journal after this but yeah um, so uh, that's all our notes on this topic hopefully this kind of brings some clarity to you guys whether you are looking for management or maybe you're not but just we're kind of curious about what it's like and just like our personal experiences because I feel mm -hmm. like we've kind of been on the not good end of it and we're still like waiting for our moment which is totally fine because we both believe like everything happens for a reason and that like when it's your time it'll be your time and like I know this one girl that we both know that she just signed with an agency and she like has really consistent really good engagement like she kills it and she said like they have brought her more money than she's like ever made for herself so like that's amazing and that's like what I'm striving for so we're just gonna keep hustling keep grinding keep focusing on our content and like when the time is right we just we know it'll happen yeah and by the way I just thought of this really quickly I'm sure People are wondering how you can get in touch with management. So really quick, like they usually email you, but if you want to like be a go-getter, you could totally email them. Or I know if you have a friend and they, they can refer you. And then if they see you as a good fit, then they'll go ahead and email you. But if you have a friend who works with this management team, like you can easily find that out with like looking at the agency's roster obviously you want to make sure this is like a close friend you don't want to like just ask people to refer you to an agency because that'll rub them the wrong way but just wanted to mention like some ways that you could get in touch with a management team if that is something you're interested in yeah I definitely think it's something you don't want to force you know what I mean because then obviously the relationship is very very important from like what we've said like obviously we've kind of experienced a bunch of different things where the relationship Mm -hmm. wasn't the priority and it was really just about business the numbers and the money I feel like and I feel like there's a sweet spot where you can get it all so until you find that like I would just say never settle and just keep hustling and like building yourself up and you know when the right time comes that the right management team will find you I think that's it I hope you guys learned some things got some more insight you guys can always like ask us questions too feel free to like dm either of us individually or the instagram account or join our facebook group the influence community you can always ask questions in there and we are always happy to answer them for you guys and support you guys as well on your journeys just because we know like we didn't have something like this when we started so we love Mm -hmm. to be that resource those ig big sisters for you guys so we are always here for you yeah 
I guess that's it. We'll see ya um, in Hawaii on our feeds. Yes. <laughs> and so excited. I think we'll be recording in Hawaii for next week, actually. Probably, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to bring our mics. You'll but be yeah. able to hear some ocean waves behind yeah, us. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some <laughs> ASMR on the beach. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.